Blog Talk Radio. Stick out on the front step and signed all your names. Turn the post light on just in case you wanted one more game. No referees, scoreboards, and the periods never end. Use the clouds as the ice rink while you play with all your friends. Well, hey, mom and dad, well, I made it to the show. You always told me I would, so don't you worry anymore. I got my teammates by my side, so you don't have to cry. Just promise me one last thing, indeed, will I don't put my stick by the door. Well, all the hotel hallway games you played will slap shot on the bus. Well, there wasn't anything in the world that meant this much to us. Use your tears to flood the ice and your prayers to keep us warm. This won't be our last game yet. We're still humbled strong. Hey, Mom, Dad, well, I made it to the show. You always told me I would, so don't you worry anymore. Got my teammates by my side You don't have to cry Just promise me one last thing You leave the light on And put my stick by the door Well hey mom and dad Well I made it to the show you always told me I would, so don't you worry anymore. I got my teammates by my side, so you don't have to cry. Just promise me one last thing you leave. Light on, put my stick out by the door. Just promise me you leave. Light on. Put my stick by the door Welcome Good evening folks, welcome to the show Sorry about the somber uh, beginning Um, As you know, the Humboldt tragedy and, well, hockey is very near and dear to my heart, and that's what the boys used to do. The parents would leave the light on, and when they came in, they'd leave their sticks by the door. So, yeah, keep putting those sticks out, folks, and it's playoff season. Go, Leafs, go. Sweep Boston. Welcome to the show. We're live. Where's my boys? 
Welcome to Tuesday Night Turmoil, right here on the Evolution Radio Network, with your host, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referee, D.K., and Sadistic Sean David. Now, let's go into the ER and get into the turmoil. of Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. You are live inside the ER on the Evolution Radio Network. I am Sadistic Sean David. And uh, I don't know where the, the Dean of Wrestling is. Referee Steve Kane. I don't know where the, along with my two co-host line, went, but... <laughs> and... And the reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks and the girl with the brand new taser, Keanu Katie. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna... I'll, have to, I'll have to get I'll have to get a sound I'll have to get a taser sound effect for that. You don't need it. <laughs> oh, that's true. You can actually do it live. Except I don't want the bodies hit the floor. America's Got Talent who was doing that song. From America's Got Talent was great. I thought that was wonderful. That that was <laughs> that great. was totally freaking awesome. <laughs> doing <laughs> well, we have some guest announcement. I'm going to let Steve Kane get to the first one. It's a big one, and then I'll get to tomorrow. How big? How big? It is super big. Is it, let's is it, let's put it this way. Hold on, hold on. Wait, is it bigger than Vince McMahon's Big Dog Dong? Uh, it is bigger is it? than Vince McMahon's Big yeah, Dog okay. Dong. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because we're already, let's put this way, I'm already getting likes on uh, Instagram over this over this announcement. Uh, Wednesday night, May 2nd, on Wrestling Authority Radio, we will be bringing to you live and in person 
Ring of Honor star and trainer, Brutal Bob Evans. Oh, neat. Brutal Bob Evans. And I want to tell everybody a quick story about this. He didn't reach out. We didn't reach out to him. He reached out to us. Yeah. I had approached him a while back, but this all got set up because he came to me and said, let's do it. And I had to talk to Bob in probably about three to four months about doing the show. So, uh, you know, you're making splashes when guests like this are coming and knocking at your door. Um, Yeah, absolutely. That is May 2nd. That'll be 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time. So you don't want to miss that. Uh, We have included Pacific Time in our poster for that because we don't want people on the West Coast to miss out on it either. And tomorrow night, it's going to be huge uh, because tomorrow night, and this just happened kind of spur of the moment, um, but tomorrow night is going to be our open invitational promoters roundtable. We already have confirmed. Oh, shoot. We already have confirmed Frank Root from Rampage Championship Wrestling. Herb Simmons will be trying to make if you're in Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling. We will be having a representative from Midwest Impact Pro Wrestling to talk about their benefit this weekend. Um, trying to think of who else. Crusher Kanoff will be with us, and he'll be talking about everything going on down in his neck of the woods. He's been under the weather for a while, so it'll be great to hear from him uh, this weekend. Gosh, I did a lot of spamming today. Okay, there it is. Oh. Uh, we will be joined by Central Virginia professional wrestling promoter, J.B. Brown. And, again, this is an open invitation to any and all promoters. If you know somebody that's a promoter, tell them to call in tomorrow night. We're going to share ideas. We're going to... Uh, hype upcoming events and it's going to be a great night tomorrow night on wrestling authority radio hey guys um just an off-air note just came out um okay and this could lead to some real interesting storylines on smackdown live the other two-thirds of absolution mandy rose and sonia deville have been traded to smackdown live Boy, yeah, they announced that during saw the show. That. Saw that. Come on, old man, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't they know. I was, I was so, I was, I was, I was still, I was still sitting there thinking about how uh, it's going to be such an awkward uh, work situation with uh, Carmella and Big Cass, you know, mm-hmm. back, in, back in the uh, back in the same uh, yeah. roster. I was, yeah, I was thinking be, that too, but hold on a second. Another thing, another thing we were discussing too uh, last week was possibly cast being repackaged and maybe no, he renamed. No, didn't, didn't tell anybody. He wasn't. They didn't say what his name was. I didn't hear his name. Yes, did they did. Name? Yes, they I did. Didn't. Big okay. cast. All right. Yes, they did. He's big cast. Okay. So, but you know, it's a, it's always All a possibility. Right. Well, we have but, got. But, you asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Hush your hole before you irritate my soul. <laughs> Anyways, that's my new one. I love it. But, um, yeah, um, maybe, are they even allowing power couples anymore? Like, well, they got no, I mean, yeah, well, you here. got no choice because, of course, you've got 
you know, Lana and Rusev the on the same too. roster. They're they're yeah. I mean, you've got yeah, you got uh, you know Jay and uh, Naomi. Uh-huh. So Jane we'll get into that a little bit more later because yeah. I had a problem so, with uh, that segment tonight, and I'll talk about yeah. why. But yeah. oh, we're start uh, they made her look like a talk. girl. Hey guys. We do have to talk about this, though. Um, We've gotten a little more clarification on the Jerry Lawler story from last week. Oh, great. Okay, good. Well, you know, we we had found out that uh, a few days um, before WrestleMania, Jerry Lawler had suffered a stroke. Well, we we didn't know, you know, all the story of what happened. Well... Lawler finally opened up on his podcast, and uh, we found out it happened in the middle of the Yeah. It happened when he had having sex. Yes. What? Who was doing? Do- okay, he had a stroke while having sex? Yes, yeah. Lawler had a stroke while having sex. Jerry... Jerry, the King Lawler, had a stroke while having sex. Okay. Yes. Yep. So if he would have died, you know, we'd die with a fucking erection and a huge ass smile. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd have to, and literally, folks, okay, boys, hold your junk for half a second and, and your breath. They cut your, they cut your dangling off. They will cut your big dong dong, big dong dong off if you die with a heart on. Yes, they will <laughs> place it beside you, but they do cut it off. Don't ask me how I know that. I still can't remember why I know that. <laughs> Um, it well, scares me that you would even tonight. know that. We're gonna, get to, we're gonna start things off. I would off never on bother different... anybody. <laughs> All right, everybody, hush. Okay. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start things off kind of differently tonight. I'm gonna play a cornet clip about somebody that passed away last week, and then we're gonna move into Impact Wrestling, which we don't normally cover, but they do have a pay per view coming up that we are gonna be talking a little bit about. So, um. On the first note, I want to play this. It's about 10 minutes of Jim Cornette remembering Johnny Valiant. Okay. We didn't really get a chance to talk about it on the previous programs because we were pre-taped and et cetera, and we wanted to wait until the experience would reach everybody. But, I, it, you know, I obviously have been closer to Jimmy Valiant than, than Johnny over the years because Jimmy was here so long, and I've known him for so and worked with him so many times. But Johnny... Actually, I got to see, and I was telling you this right before we went we went on the air, as they say. I, I got to see the very first run of the Valiant Brothers as the Valiant Brothers in Indianapolis when they came in in 73 for Bruiser. Uh, handsome Jimmy had been there for a while, and Bobby Heenan managed him and Baron Von Raschke and the Blackjacks when I first started watching the program like a year and a half earlier or whatever. But then the Valiant Brothers come in. Jimmy uh, Johnny had been... John L. Sullivan, and had worked under a few previous names, and he was from the Pittsburgh area, And but he finally got a break, and, and it, the, that was perfect. The Valiant Brothers were the classic bleach blonde heel wrestling tag team of the 70s, I think, to be quite honest. Are you arguing with me or ignoring me? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think. There were so many great blonde tag teams in the 50s and the 60s, they may be the last great one, the one from the 70s, yeah. Yeah, because they were kind of old-fashioned, and at the same time, and I mean, now people, if Wayne Ferris hears this, he'll say, what about me and Larry, the Blonde Bombers? You know, or what, there were, and, and uh, obviously the other Blonde Bombers, Patterson and Stevens, 
But I, with Patterson and Stevens, I'm not even talking about a bleach blonde team. They were a, a great tag team. Two guys happened to be bleach blonde at that point. The Valiant Brothers being the bleach blonde team, they were the, 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 the modern-day evolution in the 70s when it was modern of those classic old 50s heel glamour boy tag teams. And, I, you know, Hansel's promo, because Johnny was the – he was the brother – he was, if, as I told Horner one time, if this was a movie, you'd be the best friend. In that team, Handsome was the star, but Johnny was a great stooge brother. And I don't mean that as a derogatory. It worked because it, Jimmy had already been in the territory. So <clears throat> when he brings Han, a, a Luscious Johnny in, he, you know, he's a, and, and this was before Jimmy was the raging, screaming, boogie-woogie man that just made no sense when he was just at the top of his lungs and the beard down to his nuts in the 80s for Crockett. This was – he still didn't have a beard. He was clean-shaven. He had the slick, bleach-blonde hair back down halfway down his shoulders. He was wearing the gold LeMay jackets with the star and the big apple on the back and shit, right? This was glamour boy, handsome Jimmy Valiant. That's where the handsome came from. And he was so he was more subdued, but he'd, he'd do the promo with Sam Minica. He'd say, you know, Sam Minica, handsome Jimmy from the Big Apple, New York City, daddy. And handsome Jimmy is the idol of the women, brother. And handsome Jimmy, handsome Jimmy mama has all these sexy muscles, baby daddy. And <laughs> and now, now I have brought Sam Minica. I brought my brother from the Big Apple. I've gone all the way to the Big Apple, daddy, and got my brother, mama. And his luscious Johnny baby daddy, <laughs> and and I mean, and and it was like the only thing that we are brothers. We are the same. We are identical. The only difference between us is I am not luscious. I'm just handsome, and he's not handsome. He's just luscious. Otherwise, than that, we are completely identically the same, daddy, mama boogie. <laughs> yeah. And what, and, and, but and they had the sunglasses and what and with Lou Albano, they were perfect in New York, right? When they finally did go to New York, but meanwhile, Jimmy was born in fucking Tennessee and then grew up mostly around Chicago, Hammond, Indiana, and Johnny is from Pittsburgh, so neither one had the New York accent, but for the people in Indianapolis, they thought, well, that's how those fucking people in New York talk. Um, But it was great, and Jimmy was flamboyant, but Johnny hung with him in the ring, and and they took the big bumps, and and they backed up and stooged off and were chicken shit heels and did the glamour boy stuff. And it was – and with Heenan, you know, and it was just – it was good. So the first program – actually, well, I don't know about the first program, but the big program, they came in, established themselves as heels – Guess who who was the tag team champions at the time in in this in summerish nineteen seventy three in Indiana? Indiana babyface tag team summer seventy three. The champions. The champions. Uh, it couldn't have been Bruiser and Snyder at that point. I don't know. You're you're half right. Dick the Bruiser and Bruno Sammartino. Oh shit! Yeah. Because Bruno had, had dropped the belt by request. He didn't want to schedule anymore, and he'd semi-retired 71, 72, and then he started doing shots again for just people that he respected, which I think were few. It was basically Bruiser at that point. In Indianapolis, he was flying in for the big shows. And uh, so I think they beat Ladd and Von Raschke possibly for the belts. But then the Valiants established themselves as the heel team. And then when finally Vince Sr. talks Bruno into coming back to be the champion in December, 
he was still the tag team champions with Bruiser. So in January and I think first part of February, Bruno finished up by coming back in to drop. So Bruiser and Bruno dropped the belts to the Valiant Brothers in Indianapolis. And I would assume, I don't know, and we got to find out, maybe we're going to have Dave Grayson on the program soon. He might not know since it was Indianapolis and not Detroit, but I wonder who did the job. <laughs> but the, it, it, as a result, the Valiant Brothers got over like God in Indianapolis, and it was fucking, and the promos were great, and the matches, they just flew for the heels and then did their shit, and they bled. And uh, and they got over so good, they came back and had a run again in 77, 78, which is how Jimmy got the spot in Memphis because he asked Bruiser for a heel for his title tournament just to come in and make a shot. And Valiant Jimmy got over so well with the uh, with the people in Memphis that Jarrett switched it, put the belt on him, and and uh, and got more dates on him. And they would do deals where they'd bring in his brother Johnny against I think Dundee and Lawler one time, or or uh, Luscious Johnny when Handsome Jimmy wrestled Lawler. Luscious Johnny would be the mass New York referee, and that would be revealed. It, and people knew because they'd been in all the magazines. So I know a lot of people think of Johnny Valiant as uh, the '80s manager, and, and he had the gift of gab and was a good talker, et cetera, et cetera. But I remember Handsome Jimmy and Luscious Johnny and the Valiant brother. They were my first favorite real heel tag team. And uh, there was definitely a lot of Valiant Brothers promos being cut around here at the house in, in 74, 70, 73. I feel like their behavior was influential. And, like, um, if you ever see anyone – like, I remember Fridays, you know, the show that was on ABC with Michael Richards and Larry David. They had a skit. Uh, maybe it was the Golden Boys or the Golden Brothers. Yes. I yeah. And, and it was basically the Valiant Brothers. It was – because it wasn't just the bleach blonde hair – there were certain uh, things they did that other people picked up on and started doing, like the putting your oh, yeah. hands on your hips and just kind of looking yeah. at the sky while the guy's talking to you. The, the, the mannerisms, all yeah. in, in the ring and out, the mannerisms, the poochie, the poochie pout on the promo, baby, and the nodding of the head and the strut. It, it, they, they took the strut to more of a fucking, I don't know, duck walk. I don't fucking know what they were doing. But <laughs> it was just the heel cockiness of that era was kind of was, – the Valiant Brothers took a, a – what had come before and advanced a lot of it, and that was when a lot of the influential <clears throat> next generation of TV performers were growing up in the major markets watching wrestling. So it 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 did it it kind of you know uh, what's the word I'm searching for? It transferred over, transmogrified. It it uh, it uh, was absorbed in all of that. When I was a kid, I only knew Johnny Valiant as Johnny V, the manager in the WWF. And I would watch his promos, and I was pretty hip. I was into comedy at a young age. And I remember thinking, wow, his stuff must be so advanced that I'll only get it when I grow up. Yeah. I have no idea what he's saying. And now as an adult with a fully formed mind, I go back and I watch some of his stuff. I still have no idea. You don't get it, yeah. No, it's this super psycho gibberish that he would say. Like there's the one promo that I love with WrestleMania three. It's him and the Dream Team and Dino Bravo. And I guess because Dino Bravo's French, he says – Parlez-vous scrambled eggs, Grandma? And I'm like, what? That's <laughs> just the whole promo. Yeah, and they're talking gibberish. The thing is, it worked for the Valiant Brothers, but I don't know that it worked for Johnny V as a manager. <laughs> <laughs> because that was the thing. The whole I think part of the idea with the Valiant Brothers was everybody thought these fucking wacko, fucking bleach blonde, fucking lunatics are all whacked out also on some kind of heavy drugs from New York City. 
and they were supposed to not make any sense in a kind of cool way. But once the, the, the it only worked for some reason, it only worked either for Jimmy as a single or the team as a team. It didn't necessarily translate. Johnny just sounded like he's nuts. Well, that's the thing, but, too, I guess. But, the big thing know. is that there really was a chemistry with the two of them. Because even though Jimmy kept up and, and obviously got more manic with that persona, them together is really the best stuff with Johnny in terms of his personality shining because it's them, their interplay. It's them playing yeah. off each other. Yeah, it was it, it was just it was a great team and and but anyway, so I I have no idea they were he and someone else, correct, was his wife? Did you read this? Did you hear about this? We're crossing the road, but apparently before dawn, a busy road. I didn't know roads were busy before dawn or how they why they came to be crossing it or how the person hit them, but that more details to come, but it's it's a shame because once again, more of my childhood, the Valiant Brothers. Fuck, it was a big when they finally came down here. I got to see them in person. That was a big fucking deal. And Jimmy had already been here, but it was just the idea of both of them together. That was a big time team at that point. So there you go. And there you have it. Yeah, That's how yeah. Um, that is that is completely one hundred percent accurate because I I was watching. Because uh, at that because at that time, um, Channel Twenty Six was broadcasting uh, Dick the Bruiser's stuff from uh, the Tyndall Armory in Indianapolis, and what was going on here in in the Midwest at that time was yes, Bruiser was um, running Indianapolis. Uh, he would use uh, he and Vern would use Bob Luce's uh, license in Chicago to run the amphitheater. Uh, so you would get, uh, so you would get the Valiants. Same time that the Valiants were uh, running in Indianapolis uh, with, um, against uh, Dick and Bruno. Um, that was the same time that superstar Billy Graham was up in Minneapolis working for Vern Gagne. Wow. So you had this, so you had this whole era of that of that very same type of promo that Jim was doing going on, you know, in the in the two in the two, you know, major promotions here in the Midwest. And wow. that and that was also at the same time that um Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch, the Texas Outlaws, were up here running. Um you know, Nick Bockwinkel and Ray Stevens were the dominant tag team, um, right? And uh, and the and the Crusher and uh, Red Bastine because uh, he because uh, Crusher had replaced uh, the late uh, Hercules Cortez, who had uh, tragically been killed in the car crash. Right. So I mean, you know, one of these days I should sit and do. A show where I just talk about all of the all of those you know wrestlers and that that were running up here in the in the seventies because I mean there was a lot of you know there were a lot of great wrestlers working through the Midwest during Absolutely. that time period. I mean, you know. Yep. I mean, and we talked about it last week. We're going to be doing a Bruiser's WWA night. We've got some contacts from the old WWA, and we're going to be reaching out to them and putting together a WWA night. 
and fun, and it'll be a trip down memory lane. And for those that don't know the territory, like Katie and I, that didn't get to see all exactly. of it. I'm too young in my fandom and did not have access. Uh, right. But the thing right. is, I mean, we've had a lot. We've had a lot of with Scott Romer. Let, okay, let me wait, but it up one at a time. We're bringing these people here because Ow, we want to give Ow, you a history lesson. Ow! I just tased myself by accident live on air. Ow! <laughs> Good job, Katie. Oh, son of a bitch! It's not that bad. <laughs> that's why you say son of a okay. bitch. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> Okay, now, now the fact that you said it's not half bad scares the crap out of me. It wasn't that bad. It just, it's kind of, it kind of tingles. It's kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Now the fingers, now the, now the feeling's back in my fingers. Cool. That wasn't bad. <laughs> uh, you know, we're going to have some trips down the freeway. <laughs> we're going to get some of the old timers back. And we're going to get some of the new timers on here. That's what Wrestling Authority Radio is all about. It's all about preserving yeah. this history and these stories. So... With that being oh, God. Said, you guys, you guys ready to hear this one? Alberto is explaining his absence that um, okay. he, he says he about, yeah, well, I guess to whoever will listen, I mean, you know, anybody, anybody who, uh, who saw the, uh, interview that was going on while he was supposed to be uh, at the sugar mill getting dressed knows that uh, this story is not true, but this is what he is telling now. He says, I had a family situation that I needed to attend to. As you know, my family, my kids are my priority. The situation was involving them, and that's why I decided to take care of business and take care of my family situation. And that's all that happened. He says this knowing full well that on video we've got there is a you know him drunk interrupting an interview with Carlito and Savio Vega. Now, I mean you know and and again Alberto is sitting there saying that he's gonna you know do his stuff here in Mexico and then sometime uh next year he's going to retire now he's of course he of course he was supposed to retire last year and well that didn't happen. So uh, Eli Drake reveals his tag team partner as Scott Steiner uh on impact. <clears throat> okay. Uh, yep. You get that? Then we get Sammy Callahan versus Moose. Moose wins by disqualification. Callahan hits him with the bat. I'm so sick and tired of seeing that fucking spot. Kill Callahan over that. Not personally, yeah, not we'll physically, be talking, but verbally. We'll be talking more about, about Callahan with another situation a little bit later on. Um, Tommy Dreamer is out there when they come back. He clears the ring. Grabs the mic and tells Callahan they've tried to start a revolution, but now they've got to face Eddie, Moose, and Dreamer in a House of Cardcore match at Redemption. That'll be interesting. Josh Matthews 
versus Speedy Williams. Speedy Williams <clears throat> wins by DQ. You shouldn't have two DQs back-to-back like that. Whoever was in charge of booking that should be fired because you never do two DQs back-to-back. Well, let's see. That's that's all uh, That's all Don Callis and Scott Demore, so... That was a bad move on their part. One or both you of them. You, you know you don't book a... You and I both know that you don't book a DQ back-to-back. It doesn't work. No, you don't. Uh, they play a Brian Cage video. Jimmy Jacobs and Congo Kong interrupt another Johnny Impact interview backstage. Uh, then we get KM, Caleb Conley, and Trevor Lee against Richard Justice, Falaba, and Tyrus. Tyrus is back. Well, your winners of this match are Justice, Ba, and Tyrus. Then you get the main event of the night. No, it's not the main event of the night. It, well, it is the main event of the night, but uh, they set, still had some other bullshit <clears throat> go on. Oh, no. They had another match. They should have ended with this. Taya Valkyrie versus Rosemary in the Demon's Dance match. I don't know if any either one of you saw this, but I saw clips of it. I have to. I have to. I have to look. I have to look at that vid. I have to look at that uh, from the DVR. So it's it's pretty damn good. Um, It ends with a top rope pile driver through the fucking table. Damn. Oh, now that I saw, that I saw, that was sick. Um, that was absolutely sick. Rosemary wins via pinfall. Um, video played regarding their big show at WrestleCon. No one said I quit in the Eddie versus Callahan match. Don Callis threw in the towel, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Brian Cage got the win over Eli Drake. Backstage at the event, Aries cuts a promo on Alberto. Um, they show a quick news blurb that says Alberto was released and show Austin making or make and show Austin making the triple threat for redemption. They're going to show us the triple threat from WrestleCon next week. Yeah, you know, wait, that was an awesome. That that was an awesome match. When you when you get to see that one, guys, you will you will love it. You will love it. Um, um, now, uh, quick quick rundown quick rundown on uh, on the actual uh, Redemption uh, pay per view, which will be coming up this Sunday. Uh, the matches on that will be. Uh, um, boy, we're—I mean—we're getting some mixes. We're getting some Lucha Underground matches along with uh, some Impact matches and uh, so on. Um, you've got uh, Aerostar versus Drago. Um, in another in another six man because the six uh, the uh, six way that uh, they had at uh, Impact versus Lucha Underground right. worked so well. Um, six way. Uh, Tachi Ishimori versus Desmond Xavier. Versus El Hijo del Fantasma, um, a.k.a. King Quirino. Versus Brian Cage. Versus DJ Z. Versus Trevor Lee. Um, then uh, the House of Hardcore match, as you were just talking about. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Eddie Edwards, and Moose versus OVE. Um, the Knockouts Championship. Uh, 
Allie will be defending against uh, um, Rich Swan's wife, Sue Young. The uh, Impact uh, Tag Team Championship match, LAX defending against Eli Drake. And Big Pop and Pump, Scott <laughs> Steiner. Um, uh, Matt Seidel defends the X Division title against so Petey Williams. Back. What's that? So, so Big Papa Pump's back on Impact? Yes, yes. Big Papa okay. Pump, Scott Steiner is back. Yep. Good. And then, and then, uh, and then, of course, the uh, um, triple threat for the uh, Impact uh, Wrestling title, Aries uh, defends against uh, Phoenix and uh, Pentagon Jr. Yes, that'll be a hell of a pay-per-view if you oh, can find yeah. it streaming, find it. Um, unfortunately, TNA we're, does not we're have not, the we're network. Not, we're, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not, we're not telling you to do that. You didn't hear that from us. No, you didn't hear that from us. Uh, you didn't hear anything. Yes. Yes. As Always Katie would say, as Katie will now say, shut your pie hole before you irritate my soul. No. Hush your hole before you irritate my soul. And you're not allowed to use that one. Only me and my friend Ashley. We came up with it. It's ours. So. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, we'll just have to see on that one. Because uh, the TNA pay-per-views are like 40 to 50 bucks. So go to a friend's house. Go to a bar that's got it. Do something. Go have Um. I I will find it in my own little way, because I have ways. Believe me, I have ways. Um, uh, so you. I will. If I, I don't will, want you finding <clears throat> something out. You're not finding something out. You ain't got ways uh, to find nothing about me. Uh, <laughs> we will uh, we will bring you an update on Impact Wrestling's Redemption next week. And uh, with that being said, we've got about 20 minutes. And try, keyword be try. We may be a couple minutes late on break, but uh, we're going to run down SmackDown and Raw really quickly. Yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, what an opening for Raw last night. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. Hold on. I didn't see it. Yeah. gets her music just because we love oh. her. Yay. Yes, of course she loves me. Um, Amen. I drink 
I drank Buckley's for you today. And for those that aren't Canadian, Buckley's is a natural cough mem- remedy. And I'm not kidding when I say this. It actually has pine needles in it, but there's maybe other stuff like camphor and whatnot in it. And it's like, it is, it's like chewing on pine needles mixed with mint. It's just, it's, yeah. You drool and you make a funny <laughs> face. It's just, it's just uh, wrong. Now, see, as everything. you were saying, what pickups, what pickups well, I'll, I mean, yo, Kurt Angle welcomes everybody, but then all of a sudden, yeah. um, Samir Singh comes out and introduces the one, the only, Aha. 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 And, and so, of course, gender, Juice and Gender comes out and says he, yo, should be getting the best of everything, yada, 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 or and that. And it's in the hole. Yeah. Mm. And so, okay. and so, um, and so Kurt says, Hey, email, email my, uh, I'll email your demands to me. And then, uh, of course, uh, Kurt gives him the phony email address and says, well, guess what? You're going to defend your title right now. And, all of a sudden, out comes Jeff Hardy, and about and about ten and about ten minutes later, Juice and Gender is an ex-champion. Oh my God! Holy no, man! It's it's no longer Juice. Sure, it may be Juice, but it's it's uh, what what I call him? Bitch, Gender. Did you yeah. see his nipples pointing? His, his nipples are actually pointing down now, folks. Okay, he's starting to look like he's starting to look like Hogan. He's starting to look like Hogan. Yeah, he's got saggy, tiggle bitties. Yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's 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 gonna need a bra here at any point. Um, oh yeah. Oh, that's another thing. Speaking of size, I noticed something too. You you notice that Roman Reigns has lost size. You see his arms. You know, you know, I had not caught that because with everything that was going, everything that was going on last night, which was really heavy duty, um, I honestly wasn't, you know, wasn't looking oh, at uh, at physical stuff and that. Um, so um, <laughs> stupid blog talk. All right. <sighs> So it so anyway um then from then from there we get uh oh Bailey and uh and Sasha brawling it out and then right when it looks like uh Bailey's going to have to uh give into the bank statement all of a sudden out of nowhere the riot squad shows up I know I got to see it. I didn't get to hear it because I was watching the hockey game. Sorry, we were kind of winning. <laughs> Hashtag winning. Hashtag point. For once. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, we got to do something, man. Boston's like already. They're like a game ahead of us. Come on, boys. Sorry, hockey moment. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, bo- yeah, uh, bo- yeah. Boston. Boston's kicked your butt for two games in a row. Say okay. Say right, Boston. Boston. Okay. It's like I, I say that to I say that to friends all the time when they win an argument. Yeah, I'm Toronto. You're Boston. I get it. 
Yeah. I get it. I get it. All right. Back to Raw. Um, so we had that brawl and that scuffle between, uh, you know, um, Bailey and and we had the Riot Squad come out. Yeah. And people are like, oh, my God, what's going on? Now we have the Riot Squad and Absolution on Raw. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. But yep. um, for the time being, it, it's assume, it seemed like we were going to have both female stables on Raw, and boy, would that make trouble for the oh, women's roster and the women's champion yeah. on Raw, Nia Jax. And believe yeah. you me, we'll get into that in a minute. She's got some tough competition yeah, on that roster now. Yeah, she didn't, yeah. Didn't, show, didn't really show up this week. She kind of did, but she kind of didn't. But notice notice how the bully is pointing the finger and saying, no, Nia's the bully. I'm, I'm of course. A little, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You see? That's the, but that's the way it always is. The bully, the the bullied reacts, and they're the toxic one. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah, exactly, Swish. exactly. So, uh, all right, and then uh, and then that's followed. Then that's followed up uh, by uh, Heath Slater and Rhino having to face the authors of pain. Um, actually, uh, let uh, Heath and Rhino uh, have a have a decent part of the match on this one. I was, uh, I was really quite surprised. Oh, I figured that it was going to be uh, rather one-sided, but uh, no, they actually let uh, Heath and Rhino have, have some offense in this thing. So you yeah, know, for a change, then get jobbed out. Wasn't a squad right. match. Right. Absolutely. No, that, no, that, no, that came, that came tonight uh, in the, in the, uh, you know, in the uh, uh, split up uh, tag team match, so yep. so then you, so then Miss TV comes oh, out crap. and um, Miss oh my God I don't I don't know who allowed him to come out with this, but the, you know, he introduces Sami Zayn and he you know says that in the ring. As as a is a is talent that is better than the NWO. When he said that, I about took I about I about snapped my phone in half. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you, thou thou shalt thou shalt not blaspheme. The NWO. Absolutely not. Well, and the other, the other thing is, I got to tell this story real quick. My brother, everybody remembers the merchandise that they put out for the NWO, where there was a lot of great merchandise. Different things. Oh, yeah. Well, one of the things that my brother was able to find for me was an NWO Wolfpack logo on a mirror. I don't know if somebody custom made this or if, if it was the WCW piece of merchandise or what. I had this thing for over 10 years. I oh, told my father okay. when I moved. Was it, the, it was the mirror, right? Yeah. I told yeah, my father got... when I moved, I said, do not bust this. Whatever you, I don't care what else you break, do not bust my fucking mirror or I will kill you. And, all, and, and let me tell you, just like a little kid, you tell him not to jump in the puddle. All he heard was, bust the mirror. 
And sure right? as shit, I, I get into the box that it's in, and it's busted. Fuck so I'm I'm gonna glue it back together. But piece of memorabilia is priceless to me. Um, not the same. It's just not the same. It's not the same, but I'm still gonna keep it. I'm not gonna throw it away. It's a pr- it's priceless to me. I will glue it back together and find some way to piece yeah. it back together. Um, you know okay. that was that was like the coolest thing. I don't know if he gave that if uh, Gabe gave that to me for my birthday or Christmas, but it was one of the coolest presents I ever got. And I made sure that oh, I hung out to that thing for through the years and made sure that it didn't get busted. Um, I took I guarded that thing with my life. That was almost like my second cell phone. I was like, "Thou shalt not break my mirror." <laughs> how, bad did you, how bad did your father bash your mirror? Three pieces. Oh, that's not way too bad. You can fix that, but still, I hear you. I mean, I just, I hear I, I, it's it's one of those things that if I looked hard enough on the internet, I might be able to find a replacement one, but it's such an old piece of memorabilia, it would be like replacing a re, one of the relics from the 80s. Another relic that I have from the 90s, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quick, uh, just because he made oh, his God. return, I have the original foam urn that WWF came out with when The Undertaker was out as a baby face saying, rest in peace. And it's got okay. the uh, scribbled, well, the lasered on autograph of Undertaker. Uh-huh. And that thing is priceless to me because <laughs> you can't find those now. That was that was probably made in like ninety three, ninety four, and you just can't find. You would never be able to find, you know, some of these people that go to flea markets and find some of this old memorabilia. I give props to because a lot of it's hard to find. I mean, and, oh yeah, uh, and some of it's worth a lot of money. Um, I, I kick myself now. There were some figures that I had that I've looked up online recently and just, like, almost shit myself over. I'm like, how the hell did I not hang on to that? One of the mm-hmm. most famous uh, and most... Is this is this talk about merch night? What are we doing here? No, yeah. for a minute. One of the, I'll get to this uh, later on. I'll get to this person. But one of the most uh, controversial figures that ever came out was the figure of Al Snow with heads. And they actually had to pull it from the stores and remove head. There were only why? Like it, it, it. I don't know if Steve why because why because this. the head says "Help me" on it. Is that yeah. why? There was something offensive, and people and parents got in an uproar over head being involved. Uh, uh, well, with just because the double entendre about says, head. Yeah, just that's what it's and because it says "Help me" written across her forehead. Come on. Uh, well, they, both, they both had, they both yep. had it, and of course it was written backwards. On, and I mean, uh, I had, I have that figure still somewhere, but that is, that is one that got controversial. Uh, we'll not talk any more about this, but I just wanted to bring that up. There's pieces. If you go out to a garage sale or you go to a flea market, and there's wrestling merchandise, I guarantee. You will find something in that collection that is worth some money. Yeah, grab it because half the time they don't know what they have. Absolutely. I found, yep. I found all kinds of great stuff. Not WWE stuff, but I found all kinds of great antiques and um, some of my favorite books that were actually signed and things like that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. keep your eyes open, folks. 
sale season is coming up, folks. Get out there and uh, get you some good stuff. Yep. Put money in my pocket. Come to my garage sale. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so we're getting back to Raw. There's There's been a lot of great so stuff you so get, far. Right. So, so what happens is now then Kurt comes out and um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, so Miz has said that, you know, um, they're not, you know, they're not going to be uh, held back by all uh, the, by Shane McMahon, Page, and yada yada yada, um, and so and so Kurt says, hey, wait a, Kurt comes out and says, um, wait a minute, uh, these guys fought for a spot and no, and they nobody lost. won, so right, they don't, they don't have well. They don't. They're not. They're not here. They don't even work for WWE. Well, um, then Sammy produces an email that um, says that uh, they were treated unfairly by Kurt. So Stephanie has gone ahead and signed them. Yep. And then and then well, Kurt then. Says, well, here's the reason that I was making, I was actually out here, is that I am announcing that Ms. You are going to SmackDown Live. Bye bye, Ms. Yeah, and so he's, so he's sitting there saying, well, we'll make SmackDown Live. Oh, Come to from you. the B show to the best show, and then Kurt says, um, no, no, it's not we, it's you. You're going yep. by yourself. No mistrudge. Yep. yep. No mistrudge. I thought that and was beautiful. So, and, so, and so as a send-off, we're going to put you guys in a 10-man match tonight. The five it's been a while since we've seen one of those. Against. It's been a while. Finn Balor. Braun Strowman. Um, okay. Um, I know. I can't okay. remember it all either. I, yeah, I got, yeah, I got it. I got it. Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Yep. Seth Rollins. Uh, and. Yep. A superstar who has just been signed that will be announced later tonight. And then we get then we get the woken eater of Oh yeah. Eater of, of planetary of planets. Yes. But before we get to that, there was a good point that was just brought up to me by one of our fans. And he said Stephanie must have forgotten that Owens beat up her dad. As evidently, uh, that's gotten forgiven. Yeah. So it's like, you right? beat up my dad and you get a job. <laughs> okay. That's another thing, too, because last week, him and Zane had to fight for a spot. I thought that, I seriously thought they were going to continue with the storyline and him begging for a spot. Right? But you got to yeah. remember. This is this is just awkward because Stephanie handed them the job, and the yeah. last time that 
Stephanie and Owens were in is when Owens took out Vince and yep. now she just handed <sighs> Owens job and it was kind of it's kind of it kind of looks bad because it's almost like hey thank you for beating up my dad here's a job on Raw yeah <laughs> yeah exactly wish wash McMahon here you go exactly wish wishy washy um, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up so go ahead and continue Steve all right so so um so uh, the you know, the so Woken Matt yes yes so Woken Matt and Bray Wyatt take on take on the revived ones and mm-hmm. um I and this is and this is on for one at a time one at a time yes I'm not yes, changing myself Sean. for you guys again yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> uh, I loved one of the lines but, uh, they said on commentary that last night about the revival. I, I don't know, I don't know, remember exactly how Corey Graves put it, but he's like, we we talked to Matt Hardy, and we are not afraid to delete those who are revived. Yeah, which is right. Yeah, I yeah. was like that. Was, that was. Graves, like, Graves is weird. Graves' commentary is so weird because it's like, you know, yeah. on one the end, okay, he's he's you know he's supporting Matt and Bray, and then he turns around and goes ultra heel the other way around. It's just you know really really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like his multiple personality oh. or something. Or he's two-faced. Um, right. We have some actual news, uh-huh. but we'll get into uh, in hour two regarding uh, WWE planning some changes for the either the Raw or SmackDown, if not both, commentary team. Uh, I was just going to bring that up. Like, I've heard, like, with Beth Phoenix, like, are you serious? They're going to bring her in to take Goy Graves' spot? Well, but we'll, we'll get to that, than, than Johnny. We'll him. get to that. Uh, yeah. the, we'll, we'll get there because there's some other names that I have that are on the list that I have in front of me, and you're not going to believe who else they're talking about bringing on the female comment, doing female commentary. So we'll get to that in hour two. Um, yeah. But I, I did want to bring yeah. that up while we were talking about commentary. Getting back to right. Raw. Um and then get, yeah, and then uh, you get Sarah and Sheamus backstage talking, and then all of a sudden, here comes Rizongo. Yes, uh-huh. and and wow. they proceed to and they proceed to ticket the bar. Yep, for wearing um, dresses. Yeah. And yep, jack- jacket that you know, there's no that there's no yeah skirts there's no connection between between the you know the top piece and the bottom piece. I was surprised no, that Tyler did not call them uggos. I was waiting for that. I was kind of hoping he would. So they're not uggos. Neither one of them is ugly. And you, everybody knows how I feel about Cesaro. Oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ginger. Yeah. 
Breathe. So, breathe, darling. Breathe. So then, so then you, so then you get uh, you know, a uh, replay of the Ronda Rousey Stephanie situation, um, and then um, Ronda's backstage with with I, I don't know when we're going to have another chance to talk about it. I want to get everybody's okay, opinion real quickly. Um, do you think that this Ronda Rousey Stephanie situation is over? Don't I? I see it reviving itself I at some point. I, I kind of hope it rehatches. I really do. I'll be honest. Well, there's there's I, more I, I up, love, and I'll Linda tell you about that in just a second. Yeah, but I love when the McMahons get their ass handed to them. I really do. Call it what you want, except for Shane. I like when Shane doesn't, because well, I'm a Shane fan. Everybody knows it. <laughs> yep, toy. So, so anyway, um, so then you got Ronda backstage talking with Kurt, and then out comes Natalia, who is yeah, the now was... newest acquisition. Yeah, to... and bestie, and bestie to Ronda Rousey. Right. Well. I but, see them here's, but here's together. the thing. Here's the thing. The reason that uh, that uh, that uh, Natty's been moved over there okay. is she is going to be <clears throat> feuding with Rhonda. What? Oh. Yeah. Um, well, that wouldn't surprise me. That would. Surprise I, me. Well, That's because they've really trained good. together, they know each other. Very well, and they and they and and uh, and uh, they figure that uh, you know she'll be able to you know work you know she knows Rhonda's strengths, she knows Rhonda's weaknesses and limitations, and will be able to pull the best out of her. Well, and I I think that's a good point because it gives her it gives Rhonda. With while you're waiting to get to WrestleMania with Stephanie, so because I think I, I or not WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam. I think that SummerSlam yeah. is going to be the rematch between the two of them. Yeah. All right. So. Because All right. I, I just do. I think that's where it's going to happen. Um, I don't know if it'll be another tag team match. I would not like to see that. We saw it already. Um, but I think that Rhonda versus Stephanie with maybe Kurt in her corner and, and Triple H in Stephanie's corner is a one-on-one. Yeah. So, um, and then from there, uh, um, Ember Moon against, uh, Mickey James. Oh, and, yeah, definitely, really, yeah, she's she's definitely really, really talented. I mean, you know, I've, I've been fortunate. I've been watching her, you know, going through uh, the NXT system and that, and you know, she's definitely a great addition to the uh, main roster. Absolutely. That. She, is, um, yeah, she is phenomenal to watch. Um, she's, the gimmick is cool. I like it. Uh, I yeah. like it a lot. I liked her since mm-hmm. I saw her on NXT the first time, and 
It's something yeah, different. It. It's not it's not the same cookie cutter shit. Yeah. Nope. No. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's not. Um, and especially and then, for WrestleMania, wait, especially for WrestleMania when they did, I don't know how to quite explain it, but it kind of reminded me of the Mendy that the traditional Mendy that um, Indian ladies get on their hands, um, but in gold around her eyes. I was just in oh, mm-hmm. I was in awe of her eye makeup that night. Just in awe. I couldn't say enough about it. And now it's yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely, you know, definitely. I mean, her uh, her uh, mm-hmm. ring appearance is very, very well oh, yeah. put together in that. Her I mean, war you know, WWE her, has. She, yeah. I mean, she's wearing a war. <laughs> Come on, man. She's wearing a war kilt. WWE, and everything. I love that yeah, woman. WWE does some does some great work in out in outfitting their talent, and that. I oh. agree with you. Oh yeah. So. All right, so then from there, Dolph Ziggler shows up. Indeed, yeah, he and did. Yeah, that was and, and he does. We forgot and to he pose this question, doing... Steve, when we started. Uh, well, this is a question we, we asked ourselves at the end of the night, and I hope, we hope you, all of you did too, because it left people questioning what the hell is left for SmackDown. Um or who is left for SmackDown? Right. Yeah. It seems like people were yeah, popping this left and right on like, wait a second here. Because, <laughs> yeah, because, okay, Ziggler shows up, and then out comes the three members of Titus Worldwide. And so they, you know, start trying to uh, talk to Dolph about joining them. And Dolph's like, <laughs> you know, um, I don't need you guys. Plus, I didn't come alone. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, after like nine months, when he got injured at um, at, at the NXT Takeover, boom! Out comes Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I know, right? And yeah, was- and it's like. Here Holy comes Dumbo. Crap. <laughs> Here comes Dumbo. Yeah, he's got figures and he has got figures and he flies. What? What? <laughs> you know, um So then so then from there you get uh Roman Reigns continuing on with the same uh spiel he's been doing since before WrestleMania that he's here, Brock isn't. Um and that in Saudi Arabia, he will um, beat Brock in the cage and win the universal title. And then all of a sudden the music hits and Samoa Joe is back. Oh, yeah. Well, he and, was back last week. And he what? says, oh, yeah. let him have it. Let him have his moment. And he said, and he, and he, and he tells, and he tells Reigns that, uh, hey, you know, um, you know, whatever whatever happens to happens to you in the cage, uh, a backlash. I'm gonna get you, and I'm and I'm gonna take you out. And so then, so then, you know, he teases the you know going to actually go ahead and fight Reigns and that and backs off. 
and everything. Um, then uh, leading us to uh, uh, Mandy Rose um, going ahead and uh, submitting to uh, the sharpshooter from Natalia. Um, and then definite shocker. Definite shocker. I mean, you know, the old the old expression in our industry goes that when you're you know when you're leaving a promotion, <laughs> you go out on you go out on your back. In other right. words, you you know you you lose your final match, and that. And so, and this is what shocked me at first, and now of course knowing, you know what happened tonight, we understand, <clears throat> and. Brizongo beats the bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a little what the fuck moment for me last night. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, you're kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. Um and then uh and then and then Elias uh starts to uh yeah, I'll try to you know, say, hey, he's done performing on the small places. He's only going to go for the big shows. Uh, starts ripping on uh, on Lashley, um, and then he wants to uh, you know give Renee a private performance. To which Renee says, uh-huh. um, "Well, we're out of time." Uh-huh. And well, uh, and then. Yeah. Who said they wanted to give a, a, a repeated performance? A private performance? I forgot myself. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't hear you. Yep. I didn't so hear then you the we first get, time. Right. So then we get to the Ooh. main event. We get we get first introductions to Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Miz and the Miz Taraj. And then you get... Uh, then you get... Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, and then comes the fifth and final entrant into the 10-man tag team match. And that was probably... Yep. Bobby Lashley. No, Bob, Bobby Roos. There's too many Bobbies tonight. Bobby Roos, <laughs> the glorious one, makes his Raw debut. <clears throat> and boy, what a match. And so, um, and, uh, and, uh, Stra- and, uh, Strowman gets the, gets the, uh, pin on Miz with the, uh, with the power slam. And so Miz goes out on his back as well. All right. We are going to take oh. our song yeah. break now. And oh, you just read my mind. <laughs> um, 
this is some new stuff that I loaded, so uh, hope Get you enjoy it. Am I going crazy? Yeah, I think you made me. Our next question is one that a lot of people have sent in, uh, so I'll just read it in general for everybody. Have you watched, and if so, what are your thoughts on HBO's Andre the Giant documentary? Oh, I loved it. Yes, I taped it and, and watched it actually when it aired. I just I was recording it also, but no, I loved it, especially some of the old footage that they were able to find. And and I think you know everybody's been saying that's as that's as complete a story of a guy like that as you can tell in what a little under an hour and a half. Um, you know, they could have gone in for the wrestling aficionados of us. We could have seen more footage, but obviously, and they could have gone into more detail on the, the dates and places of his wrestling career. And I'd love to have seen him in Montreal, Montreal or some more of the AWA footage or whatever. I don't even know whether 
any of that Grand Prix stuff is uh, with Andre and Don Leo Jonathan, for example, is still around. But uh, anyway, I, I no, I loved it. And I thought they did a great job, and I, I didn't see that much factual issue either. You know, with uh, for the for the statisticians in the audience. Did you see anything technically really wrong with it? I didn't get to watch it yet. Oh, but when well, I hear, you've all you've been doing is is moving and procreating, so <laughs> exactly. But <laughs> I've heard that Hogan may have had a few whoppers in there, but that's the usual. Oh well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I think they almost had to at this point, and I think it kind of it's almost maybe adds to the story now that have Vince and Hulk say, well, they didn't really know what he was going to do and and create doubt. Just so. I don't have a problem with that because it makes it kind of better for Andre because he needed a kind of a, you know, a lift at the end. And, you know, as broke down as he was, and it was so sad to see some of the, the, you know, footage from his later matches, last few matches. But and then they had a wrestling expert on there, and I'm not sure who he was, but I think he said shit that people wrote down for him or whatever. I don't know. I've never heard of this guy, but he's supposedly a wrestling expert. But he didn't, he didn't say any bull. He didn't say as much bullshit as supposed wrestling expert Hulk Hogan said. So um, it, it, he was a, he was a talking head to further the story along. I just don't know who he is. But um, besides Hulk and Vance, you know, in the Observer this week, I saw that Dave wrote. Like a breakdown of the different explanations Hogan's given to how he got into wrestling. It was he saw Andre the Giant and he said, I want to do this. He saw superstar Billy Graham. He said, I want to do this. He was a bank teller and he saw the wrestler's checks. <laughs> it's one story after another from this guy. When did you ever walk into a fucking bank and see a, a fucking teller that was six feet seven and 300 pounds and had long blonde hair balding even then? Playing bass. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have been playing bass while he was telling at the bank. Well, in the Hogan story, why not? <laughs> yeah, he had his bass slung over his back. <laughs> yeah. He was cashing those checks, baby. And he said, well, hey, as soon as I play this song, brother, I'll, I'll become a wrestler. Ed Leslie's in the parking lot, like, waiting for him in a convertible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and then my, my brother, my brother, brother Brutus, Brutus. <laughs> said to me, holy Christ. Oh, well, uh, I wanted to play that yeah. because there's a lot of people that have watched that. I have watched some of it. and I've, wa- uh, I've watched the entire thing twice now. Was it that good? It is that, it is that good. Um, the, later, the later part of it, um, you know, when, when they talk about, you know, Andre's physical decline and that, and seeing every seeing the video in that um, is you know it it gets it gets very sad and very hard to watch. You know, um, but um, you know it's definitely um, yeah. Um, so, but it but it was you know. Um, Yeah. Sorry, Steve. We didn't mean to throw you off. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah. So. Sorry, folks. You know, it was we well broke, done. We uh, from what I hear, it's been very well done. And. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know, Come on, definitely. Boys. Get it together. Definitely. 
Do you need taste? Do you need taste? There's yes, I need, taste. I, need to, I need to wake up. Okay, mm-hmm. now i got to make sure I keep my finger away from it this time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my girlfriend Becca's listening and she missed me tase myself on air. <clears throat> Sorry, darling. It'll happen again, <laughs> I'm sure. Seriously, Steve, hold on, hold on. Steve, you need to go clip me tasing myself on air. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately that part was that part was too short. I I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find a find a good oh, long uh, taser sound. <laughs> And we'll, no, and we'll no, 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 you don't, we'll seem, to, no, you don't seem to understand. I can, I can use my taser anytime I want. You need to go clip me tasing myself. <laughs> it was, okay. You know what? I mean, seriously, I would, I would have to download this, and, I, and if that thing, that took it's all of maybe it. a half a second, <laughs> literally, literally, there, there would, there would, there, let's go this way. There would not be enough sound for my for my for my audio editor to okay. you know okay. make it pull on thing. Chandler, well that sucks. Sorry, uh, Becca. <laughs> You're gonna have to go back and listen to it. it did happen uh, early, early. Smackdown <laughs> tonight was started. Uh, you know, kind of on a what the hell are they going to do note. Um, yeah. And I think they pulled it off really well. So, Steve Kane, yeah. take it away yeah. with SmackDown Live oh, tonight. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, we, so we open up with uh, AJ Styles coming mm-hmm. out and, um, and he, and he, start, and he starts in, um, Talking about uh, about the situation from um, last week with uh, the match that uh, he and Daniel Bryan had um, against each other going on when um, uh, Jinsuke Nakamura interfered. Yes. And I'm getting an echo. What the heck is that noise? And. Okay. So he so he proceeds to call out Shinsuke, but instead gets Aiden English, who then proceeds to rap and sing. Oh my and god! Rap again. It's not so much rapping; it's freestyling. It wasn't rapping? That weren't rapping. That was freestyling. That was a difference. Well, hey. I'm old. I mean, you know, outside outside of rappers' delight, you know, you're you're kind you're kind of talking a little bit uh, beyond my my era Sad. and that um, genre. You mean? So, um, <laughs> so then, so then uh, they proceed to come in and attack AJ, and all of a sudden. Daniel Bryan comes in and uh and uh makes and makes the uh oh and the, and so they so they what's I'm sorry, they um AJ starts to go ahead and come on 
in and they and they decide and they set up a match. Um, AJ um, wins by uh, disqualification when uh, English interferes, and then they start uh, beating on beating on AJ. Then Daniel Bryan comes in, makes a save, um, which then leads to um, Shane backstage with Paige coming in and deciding to do a Teddy Long and we're going to have a tag team match playa. Uh-uh. So funny to hear her do that with her with her <laughs> British accent. I know. Playa. And then to have Shane Doing the Teddy Long dance. I mean, oh my god, that was yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but um, you know, it's gonna and it's gonna sound and it's gonna sound prejudiced the way I'm gonna say this, but uh, white Uh-oh. men can't dance. Oh no, don't not some white men can't dance. Come on now, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. No, that was he, he was he was he was dad dancing is what he was doing. Oh no. Oh no. I mean if if I you yeah, know, if, I'm, if I'm if I'm Shane's kids even this would be embarrassing even for them. Oh, I'm sure they're embarrassed. I'm sure no. they are. All right. So then, so then, you know, so then from there, Shelton Benjamin comes on and uh, talks about how last night uh, there was a post on his Twitter about how um, he said nice things about Chad Gable, which he then proceeded to claim his account was hacked and that uh, he didn't need Chad Gable. Chad Gable needed him. And uh-huh. he needs gold, yada yada yada. He wants some, he wants some competition. So all of a sudden the music comes, out comes Randy Orton, and just as Randy Orton is uh, almost to the ring, all of a sudden the music changes and wait a second, yeah. it's Jeff Hardy. It's like what yeah. the mother Chuck. What happened with that? Did they screw up? Last last no. night he last night he's on Raw winning the US title. Tonight yeah. he brings the US title back to SmackDown Live. Yeah. And so uh he proceeds he proceeds, proceeds to have a uh, definitely very good match with uh with Benjamin, um which of course he uh, wins with the uh, with the Swanton bomb, and um, then from there uh, you get uh, a Miz promo, um, stating that he won't be there this week. He'll be here yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah, he he deserves the night off to himself. Okay. Because now, yeah, because now he's doing what I've been saying he should have done since Elimination Chamber. Go be a father. Damn it! <laughs> yes, and and notice and notice, uh, Maurice Maurice uh, 
know, kind of, kind of, you know, checking him on his language because of the baby. Yeah, that was fun. But you know what? The word, the word "ass," as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's it, it's in the dictionary. It's in the Bible. We all have one. Leave it alone. It's just an animal, anyway. Yeah. Of course, it was funny because they were in my hometown. You guys want me in Providence? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm not in Providence. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yep. Uh, Yep. And then then we get the we get the the next match. No, we don't get that yet. We get uh, coming to SmackDown. Well, Sonya yeah, Deville and Mandy Rose. Yeah, we get that part. But the next match is then basically a squash match. Yeah. Jay, Jay Uso against Luke Harper. And, I mean, that was quick. And, oh, Harper basically, basically killed him. And yes. then uh, from there, and this is the part that uh, Sean was uh, complaining about. Yes. Was that while you know they were, while um, the Bludgeon Brothers were beating on the Usos and that, and uh, they had, um, and they had, uh, and they had Jimmy. They had thrown him into the steps, and all of a sudden, Naomi comes running out and oh, screaming, and that oh, saying you know, leave him alone, leave him alone, and. So they pick up their stuff and they walk back up the ramp and out. I wouldn't have not. If I was in creative, I would have not had it gone down that way. The first, the first mistake that they did was letting her get past the Bludgeon Brothers because she should have been in fear of her life to walk past one of them, if not both of them. That's number one. Number two, this is a PC society. So obviously you're not going to have Luke Harper or Eric Rowan hit her. Can't do that. I get that. Yeah, especially but, especially when it's a billion dollar publicly traded corporation. But right. you can. I would have had Luke Harper standing at the uh, ramp waiting for her, or I would have had Eric Rowan standing at the ramp waiting for her, and I would have had Luke Harper with the hammer, getting ready to take it to Jimmy. Or whatever Uso she's married to, and then have yeah. her come down and plead with Eric to try to get them to stop, and then they would stop. Yeah. But she wouldn't have gotten <laughs> down to bring to Jimmy because that made them look weak. Right? That made them well. Look I mean, actually, actually, it should have. Actually, it should have been. It would have been. It should have been Harper on the on the ramp, and and Rowan. Still down in front of the ring by the steps to do that because Harper is more the lead guy, and okay. and Rowan's the muscle. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, although although you're sitting there, you're talking two guys that are about six four to sixty five a piece that are just you know muscle bound, you know, <laughs> behemoths anyway. Yeah. Right. So. I mean, and and that's just the way I would have done it. It would have it would have been stronger. It, it would have been produced as a stronger angle, and would have come across a hell of a lot more heavy 
uh, on television than what it did because right. that, that right. just yeah. I mean, exactly. it was cool for a moment, but then when I saw Naomi come out, it just made me feel like, are we watching something on set? And action! Ah! Just making that scene coming right down. It just felt like this was on set, filming something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. We go to commercial, we come back, <clears throat> and Car is in the ring. So Car is waiting for his opponent, and out comes Samoa Joe. Yeah. Joe is gonna kill you. Joe and is Joe gonna kill you. Indeed. Yes. Joe. Horse Joe hits Sarah. him with the with the angry butt sex. And, angry butt sex. And oh, adios sin cara. Yes. Hasta adios. Hasta, hasta la vista. Hasta la vista, baby. And yeah. then. A promo is sh- Samoa grabs the mic and uh, says this is a land of opportunity. He lists Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. Joe says that he's going to destroy Roman Reigns. He says that if Roman Reigns should happen to beat Brock Lesnar, that he is going to strip the title from Roman Reigns' body and bring it to SmackDown. Believe that. Yeah. Believe that. When yeah. he finished up with Believe That. Did you kind of feel it was like the letdown? Because wow. that was kind of like the letdown for Raw, probably. I mean, he made his return on Raw, of course, and then all of a sudden he gets put the SmackDown. Like, there is nothing more that I'm wanting to see, of course. If they're going to want to do a feud, I would like to see an nope. old-time this TNA is, with him and AJ. This going to way, Johnny, that they're going to build the interpromotional pay-per-views is what they're yeah. going to do with this. They're yeah. using this to build to make people buy because you've got a guy from Smack that's now drafted on SmackDown that's going to be going against the guy that's drafted on Raw. And yeah. Yeah. it's going to make for a hell of a backlash match because, you know, what better brand is going to win? Who's going to have the bragging rights after backlash on the GM yeah. side? So that's the way they're exactly. doing that. Uh, yeah, the video promo is shown. A video promo is shown, and next, I didn't even think this was going to happen, but we are introduced to Sam. Yeah. Now, at this point, at this point, it's just it's just the three of them. Um, at at this point, it does they didn't advertise uh, Nikki Cross being. In there with them, so I don't know, you know, yeah, if that means they're keeping her at NXT for a while longer, or what's going to happen. Um, but well, it, it, it will it, be, it, it will be, it will be Eric time. Young, Alexander Wolf, and Killian Dane. Yes. Yeah. That'll um, be uh, hell. Now, Killian Dane is. Uh, you know, a part of that tag team. So you put Eric Young on his own in the singles land and put those two in the tag team division and you lighten up uh, SmackDown a little bit. Um, Then we get another, well, we get Daniel Bryan walking around backstage. He's cut by Renee Young. Uh, This. Yeah, they're talking. And then, and then, uh, and then, all of a sudden, somebody approaches, and they both kind of stop. And Daniel Bryan turns around, and all of a sudden, 
pan the camera up. It's all seven foot of Big Cat. Big Cat. Which means yeah. awkward work situation for Carmela. Mm-hmm. For both, uh, yeah. But like I said, you know, maybe they'll allow them to appear together. Who knows? Um. So we get uh, then we get the celebration. Blah 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 blah. Women. Blah 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 blah. Carmela. Blah 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 blah. Uh, she's going to miss Frankie, her briefcase. Uh, she doesn't miss yeah. Ellsworth. Yeah, yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, and yeah. Charlotte comes out and says, "Yeah, you, uh, your video was conveniently uh, missing the fact that the chinless wonder helped you get that briefcase <laughs> and that and specifically." Um, yep. And then, uh, and and then and the only reason you got the title was due to the iconics. And then out come the iconics. And they and, come out and begin mocking Charlotte for saying that they're blaming them for losing for her losing the title. They say that Charlotte was Yeah, Billy K bit was hilarious. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm laughing my yeah. head off on that I'm one. I'm sorry. <laughs> these two, these these two new girls that just walked in. I'm telling you, all they reminded me are reminded me of and remind me of are the Bella Twins. That's all they remind me of. Dress them alike. Dress them alike. They almost look alike. Okay. Like their eyes are different, and that's it. And one wears red lipstick, and one doesn't. It's the only difference. We come back yeah. well, and we they are they are literally besties. They did grow up together. So That's nice. we come back and we get a match between Charlotte and Billy Kay. Yep. After 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 uh, Becky Lynch came in to you know, help uh, help save Charlotte, and so uh, Becky's on so Becky's on the outside. And Peyton Royce is also on the outside. And meanwhile, Carmella is back at the commentary table while Corey Graves is being an absolute idiot. Oh, my God. Can, can anybody please agree with me? It looks like freaking vanilla ice. Okay? With lots of fucking tattoos. That's, a, that's an oh insult my God. vanilla, hey, vanilla ice, ice honey. No, it's actually not really. But it's not. No, it is not. It is not. A, that is really not insult to Mr. Rip Van Winkle. But yeah, um, he Robert he does. He, he looks. He, Rip Van Winkle yeah. is the guy who slept for hundred years. I, I know his name's Rip Van Winkle. So I've always called him Rip Van Winkle. But anyways, yeah, he's got the vanilla ice hair going on, like something fierce. And he's got the same <laughs> face shape, and he looks almost exactly like him. So all I see when I see him is is a mouth that fucking doesn't know how to speak. Poor man's been the life. That's all I see uh, when I look at him. Billy Kay forced to tap out to Charlotte. Carmella attacks Charlotte and hits her over the back with the title. Becky leaps into the ring only to get taken down by the Iconics. 
and then we get music that hits. Oscar is coming to SmackDown Live. Yay! And Oscar makes the save. Then, and then we get a Ram for the Good Brothers. Yeah. Brothers are, but coming to SmackDown Live are Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Yay! Yep. Yep. And then, and I'll then the next thing you see, me. you see the bar, and they announce yep. that they're coming to SmackDown Live. Oh yeah. I'm glad. And then this tag team division needs something other than the Bludgeon Brothers. And and the New Day, and then the New Day come out, and they're talking, and all of a sudden, here's our truth. (laughs) So now our truth. We thought he was going to be looking for little Jimmy. Yeah, because he didn't know. He he thought he was on Monday Night Raw. Then they tell him, no, you're on. This is Tuesday night. You're on SmackDown. And he's like, okay, I, I better get going. I'll see you all tomorrow night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love uh, I love yep. him. Uh, he really, he's uh, only two years older than I am, eh? That's wicked. Yep. Yep. And I'm not telling you yep. how old he is so you can figure it Well, if you haven't listened before, you don't know how old I am. So I'm not telling you. <laughs> yep. And uh, then... And then but the next shocker. <laughs> and then the next shocker. Andrade oh, Cien Almas is coming yes. to SmackDown Live. It was Ooh. with Selena Vega. Oh, okay. I call yes, him the, the Spanish Rusev. Yes, the, the Spanish Rusev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's what he reminds me of. He's a. He, he does. Oh, the Spanish Rusev, that's fun, great. Oh, holy <laughs> Good Lord. Well, I can't, I can't Daniel call her Bryan. the brunette Lana because she can actually wrestle. So. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Oh, come Daniel, on now, that's uh, funny. <laughs> oh, my God, someone, someone, ah, seriously, this singing gimmick's got to stop. Okay, <laughs> with, with English, it's. I just want to rip its vocal cords out. Yeah, you have a great voice. This is not the place for your bravado. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, your winners via DQ, thanks to Nakamura and Big Cass, are Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Big Cass stands over Daniel Bryan and Nakamura making his way up the ramp. Renee Young meets him on the ramp. She's about to ask him his about his reprehensive ass as Shinsei smirks and says, no speaky English. I'm hating that. Um, don't, I'm not liking that at all. Yeah. He was, you know, yeah. like, that's yeah, just, me that either. just it, it, I mean, that's just typical, you know, they're trying to make it look like a typical Asian person where one moment they're speaking perfect English and then when they don't want to deal with you or answer what you're asking or do what you're asking, they all of a sudden don't speak English. And I don't like that. So I think it's, I've always, I don't know who's ruder, the WWE or Shinsuke for doing it. That's, that's yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah, it's a good, I mean, that's a good, geez. that's a good question. 
Yeah, I'm going to be doing, start calling him Jackie Chan or something, too. Jesus. All right, we're not going to go over the 205 Live results, but we do have some 205 Live news. Um, Okay. It's been announced due to Buddy Murphy's inability to make the 205 weight limit this week. He was not allowed to compete. A gauntlet match will take place on next week's 205 Live to determine who will challenge Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship at the Greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia. So basically, so basically, the leader of, of, of the cheerleader told him that he's too fat to be on TNA. Not TNA, 205. I mean, 205, excuse me. There's too many for me to fucking remember. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, discriminatory. Yeah. 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 Um, so, but that's well, the way I'll tell they you what, guys. You no, it's not. It's not. That's the whole point. That's why it's called 205. You're not in the cruiserweight division. You're not allowed to be over 205 pounds. So no, it is not discriminatory at all. Yeah. So it's a weight um, period. Oh, 205, not TNA. Oops. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. We'll get all right. to the so, other. Oh, John, let's. John, let's. Let's do let's do this. Let's continue. Let's uh, take the last uh, fifteen minutes and let's talk about um, that uh, that situation over on uh, on the East Coast because that is that's some really really serious stuff that's going on. Um, I will let between- you take that away. I sent you that article. I only skimmed through it. I saw bits right. and pieces of it before I fell right. asleep. I'll tell you what I have to. Well, I'll tell you what I have to. Uh, let me do this. I have. I have to go back through um, the conversation and find and find it because trying to. Ah, here we go. Hold that, on. Hold on. Um, hang on. Okay, this is what I do. Okay, so um, Saturday night um, during the. Uh, CZW um, uh, best of the best show. Um, they had they had two of their top guys quit the promotion. One of them wow. one of them one of them quit um, live after after the end of the show. Echo, 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 and I'm hearing an echo. Hold on. Um. But uh, but uh, Joey Janela quit right at the end of the of the uh, main event. Um, Sammy Callahan quit. Shit. And, which, that's big because Sammy was the booker for CZW. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, so now, um, now DJ Hyde, who has been on our show in the past, we've have mm-hmm. to put that disclaimer in. Um, is put is um is putting 
everybody in the locker room on notice that they either work for CCW or they're if they work for the competition, which is called GCW, um, unless your name is Matt Tremont, um, you're done with CZW. Um, and apparently, according to, according to the way this story reads, um, uh, Hyde tried to uh, get the most recent uh, GCW show closed down by calling the cops and saying... They that uh, GCW was in breach of their promoter's license, which was an absolute crock. Um, Rich Swan also returned um, over to wrestling at CCW Saturday night, um, which is which um, there was and there was a very um, controversial. Uh, spot in the main event match that he was involved in, and there and there's a very strange irony about that because his wife, Venera Riggs, aka Sue Young, <clears throat> was here in the Chicago suburbs working for Shimmer while right. he's over. While he's over in New Jersey doing CCW, and during and during that match, um, Swan super kicked female wrestler slash manager Penelope Ford wow. and shrug it and, and and they had him shrug it off. So. Oh, and there's and there and so there's a lot of heavy um there's a lot of there's a lot of comments on uh, the square circle board on uh Reddit about this. Um and there's you know, and so there's and so there's some uh uh situations as far as um G C W which was also uh um their their people were involved in the uh um blood sports show in New Orleans with uh with Matt Riddle during WrestleMania week um and uh Joey Janela's uh spring break and apparently during this show they invaded GCW invaded CCW one of their guys Hopped the rail and was throwing out flyers to their show during the CCW show. Now the stories flying around on that were that supposedly they asked permission and were turned down by Hyde and decided, well, screw him, we're going to do it anyway. Um, Oh, and so there's and there's a there's a lot there's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into the whole thing because it just really is too too long to get into everything. Um, if you want if you want to read all of this, um, you want you'll go to uh, 
um, reddit.com, R-E-D-D-I-T, and um, you will, and uh, and you'll find and you'll find it in uh, the uh, squared circle um, board. Yes. So now the other thing about Game Changer Wrestling is they are coming to Villa Park, Illinois. Uh, very soon, I sent you the link today. I found it on ChicagoProWrestling.com. It's a site that I tried to stay off of, but it was up there. And they'll be coming this summer to Villa Park. So it'll right. be interesting to see if uh, well, DJ yeah. and CZW try to mess with that event. Right. Um, a lot of people are calling are calling GCW a uh, a poor man's IWA Mid South um, because they're because they're uh, Talking about some uh, situations with the uh, with the main guy uh, Nick Gage, who apparently um, spent some time uh, behind uh, behind bars for uh, bank robbery. Oh, that's always lovely. That's a great. Yeah. that's a great uh, great thing to have behind you as a promoter. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and his and his partner in crime here. Almost literally is a uh, former CZW referee named Brett Lauderdale, who apparently has been, you know, um, <clears throat> blackballed from every promotion that he's ever worked for, um, and uh, and apparently was fired from uh, CZW for uh, um, leaking out. Uh, the uh, finishes of matches. Wow! So you can't have that. Yeah, because one because uh, one of the comments is the fact of the matter is that GCW is uh, 2018's IWA Mid South ran by a similar scumbag, and it's only a matter of time until it reaches the same fate. <laughs> Damn. And and you know. And then and then and um and it goes on in here, um apparently one of the yeah, you know, one of the uh um big uh stars with C Z W has um been uh has been seen around uh with with skinheads. So there's I mean you know, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of heavy duty yeah there's a lot of heavy duty heavy duty crap that's uh that's going on with this thing. Um, no, um, well, we're gonna take the last uh, five minutes we have live to talk about a couple things real quick, and then we'll get to, to the rest of the breaking news, and we'll wrap things up for the night. Um, All right. Don't forget tomorrow night. It's our Open Invitational Promoters Roundtable on Wrestling Authority Radio, live at 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. And don't forget, May 2nd, with Ring of Honor superstar and head trainer, Brutal Bob Evans. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, is, and guys, this is one of those things, um, you know, we are, we are getting, um, what would be, what would be a seminar that oh that guys that are already in the business are paying fifty bucks a head to get. Yeah. <clears throat> that two hours of knowledge, just like when we 
had less stature on. You know, right? We're we're we are getting for free what other people pay for. Yeah. So, so I'll, tell your tell your friends, tell anybody you know that's interested. L that is a wrestler that would want to become a wrestler um, has any interest in the business whatsoever to mark that date on their calendar and you know get it and you know and get and get it you know locked in now i want so. everybody to go look at our main facebook page obviously the network has one we have one but the one that's got all that you have all subscribed to is wrestling authority radio I have posted mm-hmm. every promoter's show that has contacted me today and put it up on that sh- on that uh, page. If you do not get your butt out to an independent show this weekend, a live event, it's your own damn fault, and you're not a wrestling fan. Because there is well, plenty of good me, wrestling Well, excuse me, I'm Canadian. I can't there get this. Pl- Don't say that. There is plenty of good wrestling going on at overall the United States all over the United States, all over Canada, all over the globe. We know that yeah. we have listeners all over the globe. Get oh, your ass out. Um, I have an announcement, and I haven't even told you guys yet, speaking of uh, stuff that's going around in my town. Um, boys, uh, guess who uh, I have a chance to meet, greet, have drinks, and eat with on June 16th. Take a wild guess. Who do I want to meet? Who do is the one one male wrestler that I've always wanted to meet? Come on, I'm not giving you any more hints. You, you know that one. Hole. That's right. It's it's Mr. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Okay. Well, you better be there. make sure. Make it's, sure. Uh, make sure. Being you're, brought to you. Hold on. Being brought. Shut up. My announcement. Being brought to you by Greek Town Wrestling. And yeah, people, if you're in Toronto, it's gonna to be in Greek Town. June sixteenth. I've been I've been quoted by Rob sixty dollars for tickets. But I've also seen a ninety dollar selection for tickets. And that just sounds like I'd get more time with Mr. Ricky, the dragon, the steamboat. So yeah, um yeah, I might not have a voice <laughs> for a medium. So yeah, I, I got- Make sure you're wearing depends. Call in now. 213-943-3719. You've got less than 90 seconds to call in. Do it now, fuckers. 213-943-3719. But, yeah, I can't wait. I'm not going to pee my pants. I'm not like that. Hold on, man. I'm not that old. I'm not going to pee my pants. No, she's faint. I might, I might cry. I might cry. No, you'll but faint. I'll be crying. Everybody knows that. I didn't cry when I met Rosemary, but, yeah, I might I want to talk about something else that uh, I don't. Uh, There are three events going on in Illinois this weekend. And if you can get to one of them, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, There was Rumble for the Kids and a fitting PS plays with Demolition and the Honky Tonk Man. This Saturday night in Princeton, Illinois. I believe it's a 5 p.m. bell time. Um, you want to check that out. Uh, that is not an event that I am tied to. I will disclose that freely, but um, I would definitely appreciate it if, if you're in the area that you could go out and support that. 
The other one is uh, in Pontoon Beach, Illinois, this Saturday night. It's RCW Steel City Strong. It's a benefit for the Polak family, uh, 15 and 17-year-old children that lost their father to a heart attack. They've got um, some expenses. They're going to be living with their aunts and other family members, and they, they need money to live on. So, And then the third one is the benefit for a pool. And this event is going to feature some names as well. It'll feature Tracy Smothers, Bobby Eaton, and the whole freaking show, Jerry Lynn. Yeah. yeah. And that'll be held by Midwest Impact no, that's, Pro. That's no, an- he's, he's the new, new effing show. Rob Van Dam is the whole effing show. Yes, the new effing show, Jerry Lynn will be in Havana, Illinois, in a rare Illinois appearance this Saturday night. Bell time is 7 p.m. at the Havana Park District Gym. You don't want to miss that. So three great fundraisers going on across Illinois. Um, If you can get to one of those, like we said, we greatly appreciate it. But there's all kinds of wrestling going on throughout Illinois, throughout Indiana, throughout Iowa, throughout Wisconsin. Yeah, this weekend. Throughout, uh, the, I mean, throughout the country. I'm this to, Friday, I'm to put at least. Yeah, this Friday out and out for all you West Coast fans. Um, Hood Slam is doing 420, and Hood Slam Yay. is different. Hood Slam is rude. Hood Slam is crude. No, no, hold on a second. But for their fan base, Hood Slam is very entertaining. Wait. wait. Wait a second. So you said they're doing 420. Are they just having a card on 420, or are they actually going to let us smoke dope cause at their their card? Well, it is not, California. not call it 420. Well, it you is it is California, and... but you, know, well, you, you have to remember, Hood Slams be West Coast. Hood Slams Hood Slams lineup includes the Stoner Brothers, Rick Scott Stoner <laughs> and Scott Rick Stoner. Well, they and drugs, they and better, drugs funny. They better, drugs they better funny. allow. They better allow people to smoke up huge, at least in their parking lot, because if they don't, they can't call the thing for twenty. I don't care who's named it or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, and the, uh, and, quick, and a quick little this plug week. here, guys, for our good friend uh, Bill After. Um, Mr. Bill new Lester. video on the uh, on the one wrestling uh, video. Uh, on YouTube, and it is Bill after talking to Ken Shamrock. Yeah, oh, I, I am definitely going to sit and watch this as soon as we as soon as we get off the air. Um, Independent oh, Wrestling is on fire this weekend. Um, another event that we want to mention. Normally, I would not support their events because they do some insane, stupid shit and. We just got done talking about CZW and Game Changer Wrestling, and this bed was mentioned. Um, but this, in Memphis, Indiana, at the Memphis Flea Market, there will be a tournament to crown a new IWA Women's Champion. It will feature Sue Young, Hudson Envy, Amazing Maria, Dementia DeRose, Delilah Doom, Facebook, B. Ray. Alley Cat, Shotzi Blackheart, Nevaeh, Hikiu, 
Christy James in a non-title match, the debuting Heart of Shimmer champion, Shaza McKenzie, goes one-on-one with the returning Radiant Rain. Mm. This is a fucking fast card. I'm sorry. From top to bottom, I wish I was closer to the, the venue there because this would be one I was would be attending, not only to meet Kikio and Ruby, just because the, the matches they have lined up for this thing are absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, that that is a women's division right there. And a half. Because yeah. you've got Nevada, yeah. uh, you've got Rain, you've got Shotzi Blackheart, you've got Sue Young, you've got um, Shaza McKenzie. I mean, you've got a who's who on that women's division. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And then the other thing I want to mention, Friday night, 420, they're, uh, IWA is not doing their normal oh, yeah. 420 show. They are doing the 2018 Candido Cup. It is an 18 tournament, one night single elimination tag team tournament to remember the fallen Chris Candido. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I got to meet Candido. He was one of the absolute most funny guys you would ever meet in your life. Could put a smile on anybody's face. Um, that's just the way Chris was. So this means a lot to me uh, if you're in Memphis. Indiana or over in the Indiana area, go out and support the Candido Cup. Um, because, man, Chris Candido is fucking fantastic. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so. there's shows all over the place this weekend. Missouri, like I said, I literally scoured Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah. That's, that's um, all of them. Yeah, if you know, you're, if you're on uh, Independent Wrestling 24-7, there is a, a gentleman by the name of Phil Stamper. Um, he sends out an email list um, every week that uh, compiles all the shows that are happening all over North America, and that uh, and you can get on that list. And um, that way, you know, if you're looking for something where you're at, uh, you can definitely find it because... Because he's got it. Um, the one, the next thing that I want to get into with news, uh, where did it go? I wanted to get back into the commentary team because there is talk that they are going to add Renee Young to the commentary team, mm. which uh, I have mixed feelings about. I don't know that she knows enough about calling wrestling to be on the commentary team. But then again, the commentary team is not a traditional commentary team anymore. Because it's more no. it's more schmaz than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's it's more personality based than you know than actually uh calling action and that. I mean, uh, the other, the one that Johnny G did mention is Beth Phoenix. They're talking about her, but they're also talking about Renee Young is giving it to her as a promotion of some uh. sort. And I'm like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'd, I'd be open well, for her getting a shot at it, but if she can't cut it, she can't cut it. Yeah. 
And there's not really a lot of other news this week, um, which has been a no. really good thing. Uh, it's well, it's it's kind of the it's kind of the lull after Mania, so that's not necessarily surprising, really. Well, but do remember what happens after WrestleMania. The next round of cuts will be right around the corner for WWE, and. Yeah, after after all the after all the uh, changes in that, yeah. Um, we know that Mark Hedy, Mark Henry is stepping away. The Big Show has stepped away. Yeah. Um, really, Kane is there when they need him, but he's pr- prominently stepped away. Cena, right? Well, he's running for office, so will who's running for office? Kane. Yeah. Okay. All um, right. Go to Cena. After this uh, Saudi Arabia thing, will hopefully be gone for a while. Uh, it's Not like Jim, Jim. It's like Jim Cornette said. How can I miss you if you won't go away? Yeah. Uh, and with that being said, I want to play our next corny clip because I loaded a couple of them tonight. They're not long. Um, this is Jim Cornette on Ring of Honor and other bad indie shows during WrestleMania. Anyway, I want to congratulate somebody over WrestleMania weekend, Ring of Honor, on the house they drew in New Orleans at the Lakefront Arena, which I started running there the last couple of years that that Mid-South was around. It's a beautiful building. It seats about uh, right at about 6,000, and they sold it out, which is a hell of a fucking number for anybody. Uh, And they have pretty much... Uh, at this point, does anybody doubt that with their TV reach and the number of live events they run and the houses they draw, they're the number two promotion in, in the United States, and number three is not even close. And I don't even know at this point what it would be. Do you consider uh, NXT a separate promotion or because it's owned by yeah, WWE? No, okay. anything, anything where Vince McMahon ultimately pays the bills is his promotion one way or the other. So, no, I do not consider that separate. I guess they would uh, have to be clearly the number two, yeah. But but they, I mean, and you know, and once again, they've made some questionable talent decisions of of late recent years. But the TV is clicking. They've got the best roster that is not signed to anybody named Vince McMahon. Um, and they they overall and they work hard and and they've 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 done a good job. But six thousand people, even WrestleMania weekend, is a hell of a house because the best they've done is like three thousand before or whatever. So that I I must congratulate them for that. And because, but at the same time, I see everybody, it's gotten to be a cottage industry now. And once again, a lot of people's standards are suspect. And I'm not going to cover these shows in great detail because that's what they want because that's the way people hear about them. But they also had the outlaw shows, the play wrestlers out there having fun and the play marks that run these things, having fun. They hire some legitimate talent to work on their shows and legitimate talent that wants to be seen in this country or wants to be seen on a big stage work on their shows where they also have the stupid ass fucking bullshit wrestling play wrestling uh one card had five men versus five women in an, uh, a tag match and the five women tapped out the five men simultaneously 
uh, what they actually did in Invisible Man just because they could, because nobody's there to stop them. There's no adults in the room. And and the Invisible Man bumped people around. And the typical indie outlaw darlings that, you know, stick candy in their dick and fucking dicks in their face or whatever the fuck it is. They worked every show in every closet and phone booth to make dozens and dozens fucking laugh. But who would have thought Ring of Honor showings blew everybody else away and and they at least have a high level of talent and don't just shit on the business directly, even though they use people that have. But if you'd have told me 30 years ago that 15 wrestling promotions would run New Orleans in a weekend and the WWF shows would have had the least amount of bullshit and gaga, I would have had you committed. Remember when it was the <laughs> WWF wrestling that was fucking cartoon? And now every other show except – and I don't I – don't, I didn't see the Ring of Honor show. I don't know what they did. Um – they would have been uh, one of the only ones that top to bottom apparently would would have contained less gaga than the WWF show, WWE show because everybody else was doing that man versus woman dick spot invisible man outlaw fringe indie bullshit that a bunch of drunk fuckers you can get 500 drunk fuckers in New Orleans with 100,000 wrestling fans in town to to watch chickens fuck and they literally it's the same entertainment value and and it would be less messy on the wrestling business <laughs> but they, at least the, the WWE had some bad fucking wrestling and some silly shit but at least they didn't do most of it in the ring I'm I'm astonished that now this is because they've become the serious standard practically and as, and once again it would have been Ring of Honor far and away and I wouldn't have even said that if it was the Ring of Honor a few years ago but they do have you know I don't know if they did any bullshit or not but huh. and all that shit that you and so many other people hated for so many years like the Undertaker dying and rising up through the ceiling for every fan that had been a longtime fan or just a it's fan with different sensibilities at that point who said that's the silliest thing the worst thing I've ever seen there's a whole group of fans who grew up they were kids and they saw that. And they think that's what wrestling is, or at least they think that's an acceptable part of wrestling, that kind of hokiness. And I think that's what you see. You see a lot of these kids now who grew up on that early 90s or mid-90s WWF who just, they don't care about the silliness as much as someone like me or obviously someone like you. Well, I get you, because the people, listen to me, I can't even speak. The people on Twitter that tweet, what's the deal? It's wrestling. It's supposed to be silly and fun. It, like, what's the deal? It's, it's comedy. It's supposed to be tragic and cause you to want to cut your throat. It just That doesn't connect to me. That Why would you connect one of those things with the other? It, or why should you? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, corny. Yep. Never gonna be another Jim Cornette. No. And nope. now, uh, just because we have friend, you're friends with him, Steve, and uh, you know he's he did buy a company that we all know about. A, a friend, Kenny Boland, knew about. I want to play this. Jim, in the last several days, many questions have come in about this. So I'll ask you one of them. This will be for everybody. So if I didn't ask your specific one, I apologize. Jim, what are your thoughts on Al Snow purchasing OVW? Oh, good Lord. Um, I actually, I, let's just put it this way. 
I did not know that the news was going to be made public at this particular point in time, and so I have not caught up with exactly what was what the situation was or when transitions will be or whatever, but I've I've uh, been talking to Danny Davis on and off for the past year or so about this beautiful new place that he bought in Florida <laughs> that he's been going down about once a month to getting ready to uh to bid the world adieu and enjoy the life of leisure that a, a Florida retiree enjoys. So I just uh I actually was supposed to have lunch with him a couple weeks ago and uh and and catch up on things and I ended up cuz I think that's another of the days that it snowed here or whatever we we didn't. So I'm I I don't want to comment on anything otherwise and then I hope Al knows what he's getting into, and I'm glad that Danny knows what he's getting out of. <laughs> and I don't mean that. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like OVW is doing bad business. They just sold I think they sold out two in a row, but they sold out their most recent Saturday night special, and the TV crowd's been strong. But, I mean, just as far as the energy that that, that company takes, because I've had plenty of experience with that. And you can go insane or develop a twitch. So, you know what was the old thing in the, in the magazine? I'll say to Al, the old uh, ad in the magazine with kids. So you want to be a wrestler? Well, so you want to be an owner? <laughs> I hope he's got good fucking mental health insurance on his. Anyway, no, but uh, other we'll keep you updated. Danny Davis from <laughs> OVW to Au revoir. And now he's in Florida. So let's get going with our next question here. Well, he, ain't, he, ain't he ain't moved yet, and his and his 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 lovely wife is uh, is preparing to to bid her retirement to dues also. But they're 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 making moves in that direction. I did not know Danny Davis uh, was getting ready to bid the wrestling business to do. Well, that's uh, neither did I. Well, boy, yeah. it's that you know what time it is. It's rape o'clock, and I gotta walk the dog. Yep, think your days are with uh, you. Ah, think I'll, I'll say goodnight my... as well. Yeah, I'll take my taser with me, don't worry. <laughs> uh, Steve and I are going to just uh, catch handy. up on some last-minute news that we forgot there. to cover if there's anything. And uh, we're going to take it home, and we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Yep, yep. Good night, guys. Good night. You know what time it is? Uh, you don't have to go home, but you sure as fuck can't stay here. Get out. Yep. Let's do it. We'll talk Good to night. you tomorrow night, everybody. Good night.
beginning comes from some other beginning and 